0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the SERS Group podcast. I'm Barbara. And I'm JC. And today we are continuing on our journey of the Shoemaker Protocol. And today's step, no, phase, today's phase is toxic load reduction.
1: This might be my
0: favorite phase. Uh, it's definitely my favorite. I've of the Shoemaker Protocol steps so far best results 10 out of 10 would recommend and I know that's not everyone's experience but man the binders have been magic
1: absolutely I think this is when people feel like they're actually starting the protocol even though all of the steps before this are really essential to be able to start the protocol it's like finally I'm on the binders I I remember um so the first step of this phase is the binders as we're alluding to. But uh, when I was first prescribed the binders, I went to the pharmacy and it was miscommunication between me and the pharmacist when they called, but they didn't actually have them in stock. And I had a full emotional breakdown at the pharmacy because I was like, finally, I get to get started and this is going to help heal me and I'm I'm not going to be in pain anymore. And then it wasn't there. And I just felt so broken. But you know what? The next day, they were in stock and they were half the price they would have been the day before. And I have to say every step of my service protocol, anytime I feel like I've had a setback, it's been like the, the what it, what do they say? The setback is just a setup for a comeback. Right.
0: <laughs> but it turned out to be a good thing, which is awesome. And I, yeah, that's, it's hard when you're in the moment though, because I seriously, when you get... When you do all the steps that it takes to just get to finally see your SERS practitioner, which by the way, they're almost all of them are booked out quite a bit. I mean, two weeks, there's a couple that can see you within two weeks right now, which is great. But some, I know one literally is booked out till October and we are filming this in May. So, um, so there are, uh, you, you go through all of that and you see your practitioner and you get that diagnosis And then they're like, here's your prescription for the binders to get started. And you're like, this is what I have been waiting for. This is what I wanted. And yeah, to have that happen at the last moment and have that taken from you, I mean, it's devastating. So I totally understand the meltdown. I would have as well.
1: Thank you. If, if anyone has the uh, security footage from the CVS on landing in Jacksonville, Florida, if you could just delete that for me, (laughs) (laughs) like I owe you
0: one. No. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so your results may vary, but when you get, when, when I got, I'll speak for myself. When I got on the binders, um, you, you do start slowly generally speaking, of course, follow whatever your practitioner says. This is not medical advice. But when I started, I was instructed to begin very slowly taking, and I started on well call. um, And I would just take a little, like a third of the, a sixth of the dose at first, and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And eventually I was up to the full dose. And I would say within about four weeks of being on the full dose, I felt noticeably better like the brain fog had lifted my energy was back um I did go through some side effects there can be side effects with the binders um you know a lot of people experience severe fatigue um constipation Nausea, loss of appetite, headaches, um, things like that. But thankfully, those went away within about two weeks for me. The first time I went, uh, I went on binders, and then the second time, I'm now on cholestyramine. That went away within easily within a week. Uh, what was your experience like, JC?
1: Very similar. So when I first started the binder, ramped up, uh, I also had very similar kind of uh, onboarding symptoms that you did, where it was just like. I was narcoleptic I would just take a nap in the middle of the day I would I would lay down and be like I'm just gonna close my eyes for a minute and wake up like two hours later it was stunning um But I would say in terms of like the experience within the group, we definitely had lesser impact from the binders than some people have, especially people who are still in exposure. They can have kind of more extreme like histamine or MCAS reactions to the binders. So just know that if you didn't do the first steps, which um, the previous phase is one of the big steps is removing yourself from exposure. Some people can have a more negative experience and it's kind of a good feedback loop, right? Cause it tells you like, Hey, you're still being exposed to something. You're not quite there yet. Um, and it's time to kind of back off, reassess the situation, um, talk to your practitioner and then develop a plan for moving forward.
0: Yeah. Well said. Are we ready to move on to the next step of this phase?
1: Yeah, so um, just really quickly, we mentioned Wellcall, which is the slightly less effective biotoxin binder. The other one is Colstar. I mean, that's the gold standard. Um, It has four times the receptor sites of Wellcall. And then there are like herbal supplements you can take if you don't tolerate the Wellcall well to kind of onboard you onto the Wellcall. So that's definitely something you can bring up with your provider too, if you're just not tolerating the binders well enough.
0: Right. And weirdly, um, I think some people will have maybe a worse reaction to one and not the other. And it doesn't necessarily coincide with the strength of it. Like someone might not do well with well call, but then they do fine with cholestyramine, which is theoretically the more intense medication. Um, So yeah, again, Keep the line of communication open with your practitioner make sure they know what side effects you are experiencing as you experience them. And they can definitely guide you through other options to help you tolerate things better. I will say that well call is very easy to take. It's a pill. Um, and, and so it's as easy to take as a pill and, uh, cholestyramine is a powder that you put in water, preferably, um, Well, not preferably healthily. (laughs) That might be the best uh, choice that way. Um, And it doesn't really dissolve. So when you're drinking it, it just is like you're drinking powder suspended in a liquid. Like that's the that's what's happening. So I use a straw and I just kind of chug it as you would through a straw, like something that you don't really want to taste. It's actually not that bad. I think I'm probably describing it much worse than it actually is. Um, but that is just something to keep in mind. That said, it is the most effective. So if you can handle that process, um, then I, I think that it is, it's usually the best option for most people.
1: So on a scale from wall call being super easy to take, the P choline, where does CSM fall? Oh, man. I would say probably right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I would, I'll take CSM all day, any day over that freaking earwaxy growth.
1: If you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, go listen to literally like any episode (laughs) (laughs) or podcast where (laughs) Barbara talks about her dislike of uh, phosphatidylcholine. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's a rough one, guys. Just, Just trust me on that one.
1: So the next step in the toxic load reduction phase is treating Marcon's. And Marcon's stands for multi-antibiotic resistant coagulase negative staph. And it is a little bug that likes to live in your nose. Um, So for people who have SIRS, uh, we typically have a lot of uh, just openness to co-infections. Our immune systems don't work correctly, and so it's really easy for us to become infected by other things. So one of those other things is Marcon's. And the reason why Marcon's specifically needs to be treated versus any of the other co-infections you could have with SARS is because it also lowers MSH. So MSH, or melanocyte-stimulating hormone, is the one of the hallmark SIRS symptoms. It's why it's like basically what SIRS is is your you don't have uh, melanocyte stimulating hormone or MSH. Low MSH causes all the downstream impact of SIRS. So if you treat the markons, you can get your your msh up so with the biotoxin binder typically after four weeks or so um, the gate for moving on to the next step is passing the bcs or the visual contrast sensitivity test Um, you can take it at bcstest.com then you start treating the marcons and then um, once the marcons is treated um, you do it for like four to six weeks and then once you clear the marcons you move on to the next step
0: I will insert my own personal experience here and say that I was treating Marcon's uh, pretty consistently for maybe six to eight months. And uh, when I retested, I still had Marcon's. So I will be attacking them a different way. Um, uh, in the next bit. But um, that is something to keep in mind. Everyone is different. Uh, Hopefully in your situation, the markons are not so severe as my situation. What I will also add is that if you have had dental work done, which I have pretty extensively, I've had all four wisdom teeth pulled and I had a my canine was just a baby tooth just a few years ago. And I had that pulled as well as the adult tooth and an implant placed. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that I maybe would not have done had I known all of this SIRS stuff at the time. So so just keep that in mind. If you've had a lot of dental work, that does up your chances of having severe Marcon's um, and can also up your chances of having difficult to treat markons. So um Yes, best of luck to you if that's your, if your situation because I feel ya, it sucks, um, but hopefully uh, it's something that can still be taken care of.
1: Yeah, and with the biotoxin binder, you do have to have those prescribed, but treating Marcon's, you can actually find over-the-counter options and there's multiple options to treating Marcon's. So if you are doing one method and it doesn't work, talk to your provider, they'll switch you to another method and they can kind of direct you through that. Another exactly. thing to consider is that you can become re-exposed to mark-ons uh, through pets, specifically dogs seem to carry a lot of mark-ons, um, but that you can treat in your dog, right? That's what I've heard, but I haven't seen,
0: I haven't, I haven't seen a. Well, I haven't talked to a vet that understands that at all. Um, I had to explain what mark was to my vet. Um, But that said, that is another factor. And my dog, I was, my vet was convinced that the skin rashes that she had was just an allergy. And I said, no, could you please test her for staph instead? And he did. And guess what it was? It was staph. So uh, she got the full antibiotic treatment. He did confirm that it was not antibiotic resistant, at least. And she is doing much better. So that's hopeful for me. So I have treated it like like on her body. I don't know if there's like a specific like nose way of handling it, if it's a nose thing specifically for dogs as well. But um, but I'll definitely look into that. Um, but I do give my dog a lot of kisses. Not mm-hmm. like growth, like I'm not like one of those like all the licks kind of thing, but like just on her little on top of her snoot, which is, you know, probably not the best thing for me to do if I'm trying to get rid of Marcons.
1: And the dog that Barbara is referring to, her name is Rosie. She has this dark spot on her head where it's like, clearly that's where you're supposed to kiss her. Yeah. It's marked. Yep. That's where she gets smooches. <laughs> but I'm just imagining trying to spray a nasal spray in my like big and like kind of aggressive dog's nose. And I just don't feel like that would go well. We need to figure out the dog thing. Cause we've had multiple people ask about what about dogs and sirs? Cause it really does feel like it's, it seems like it's a thing. It seems like people are experiencing that in their dogs. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I uh, We're putting that out there. If you know anything about it,
0: please leave a comment below um, or uh, reach out to us. Let us know if you know anyone who's familiar with it or if you're a vet and can kind of like look into your own research on it. Um, that would also be fantastic.
1: Okay. Tangent
0: ended. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Back, back to the shoemaker protocol. Um, so yes, so you, um, test for Marcon's. That is the way to, to make sure that you have cleared Marcon's. Just going to say that out loud. Um, so, so then once you've tested and you're clear of Marcon's, then you get to move on to treating the gut.
1: Yes. And we very often get asked why you wouldn't start with treating your gut because doesn't that make you able to absorb the vitamins and minerals and supplements you take in the previous step, the foundation step, doesn't that give you more nutrients if you're able to treat the gut and then you're absorbing things better. But the problem with that logic is that the Shoemaker protocol is really set up in the most efficient order. Um, and what I mean by that is you do step one, and then you do step two, and then you do step three, because if you start with step one, it makes two and three more effective. So in the case of treating your gut, if you start with the biotoxin binder and treating the markons, it raises your MSH. MSH, it regulates the tight junctions in your gut. So if you don't raise your MSH first, all of the gut treatment you're doing is going to be for naught. It, it, it's not addressing the root cause. So even while like a gut protocol might make you feel better, it's still important to do the binders, do the mark and then continue treating your gut because you may have leftover issues from the low MSH that weren't addressed in the previous steps.
0: Right. And to go back to a phrase that you've said often, and I love, which is do whatever you need to do to feel better. So like you just said, if if taking digestive enzymes to help you digest your food is making you feel better, um, it doesn't mean you can't take those until you've raised your MSH. Take them, feel better, <laughs> do the do the things. That's why JC and I are still carnivore. Um, it's It makes us feel our best uh, as we go through the protocol. Um, even if we still, like I know, I absolutely still have leaky gut. Um, So I am still going to do the best I can. I'm not going to go have pizza or a burrito, even though that's what I want. Uh, I'm not going to do that to my system. I'm going to stick with meat and I'm going to eliminate spices. I'm going to eliminate the inflammatory things, you know, plants, other stuff, sauces, eliminating those things from my diet to hopefully just give myself the best chance of feeling good, as good as possible while I wait to get through the rest of the
1: steps. 100%. This is not the misery Olympics. You don't get a gold medal for suffering more. Like really, whatever you can do to make yourself feel your best throughout this process, like 100% support that. If it's watching anime in bed, as you fall asleep, as I do, like, I'm here for it. I will do it with you. Um, (laughs) So I, I think that, Totally what Barbara says is 100% accurate. Um, And kind of to that point, with the Shoemaker Protocol, there's 12 steps to the protocol. And there's three steps everyone has to do. Remove exposure, biotoxin binder, and VIP. The rest of the steps, um, if you're familiar with a Gantt chart, which is like how project managers understand the different tasks incorporated into the project as a whole, it's like the biotoxin binder and removing the exposure need to be done. And then everything else in the middle, so like those nine steps, they can kind of be done in tandem with each other. So even though we're going to be talking about these in kind of a chronological order, if your provider talks to you about these as kind of uh, simultaneous, that's totally normal too.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I love the project management uh, (laughs) model for dealing with SIRS because I mean, you kind of need it. There's just like Mm. so many steps and so many things. There's um. Uh, what do you call it when there, there's a SIRS brain that I, I've been taking binders forever. This doesn't, not really SIRS brain, but um... <laughs> I'm going to
1: use that excuse until the day I die. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> I will too. Um, uh, dependencies. There are dependencies. Can't do this until that is done. Like all of it. It's it's perfect for project management. So I love your Gantt chart reference.
1: Yeah, we might have to put like a graphic or something up so people understand what we're talking about. but but I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good example. If you if you look up Gant, Gantt G A N T T chart, you'll see what I'm talking about where there's like bars that show the progress of each step. So the the progress can be done on multiple levels at the same time. So that would be the simultaneous treatment.
0: Awesome. Well, that's thus concludes phase 4. No. Three. <laughs> I jumped ahead. Sorry guys. Phase- Thus concludes phase three of the shoemaker protocol. Uh was there any other thoughts that you wanted to leave them with, JC?
1: No, I like once you're at this point, you're like going. This yeah. is this is where you start feeling better. You start feeling improvements, you start feeling like you healed. And this is the part where for me at least, it was like, I feel really good. Like I could live the rest of my life feeling this way. Um, and then it just kept getting better and better. And I I would say to you very honestly, meaning a hundred percent truthfully, I feel a hundred percent now. And then a week later, I would say to you again, I, I feel even better. So I don't know, like maybe my perception of percentages is just really wrong. Um, but this is, this is like the exciting part of treatment. And once you get into phase three, it's like the momentum towards healing is just so strong.
0: Yeah it's exciting. It's good stuff. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys again for being here with us and going through this journey with us and learning along with us as well. Um, If you want more support and love and information and resources and all the good things, go over to thesursgroup.com and join us there. Otherwise, we will see you next week. See you then.